can't wait to get our new mics. Ah. We didn't buy them yet. No. But we will. But soon. Very soon. We're moving. Yes, we are. September 8th, we're moving. Finally, baby. We're filming this today, August 24, and September 8th, we're moving. Yes. Finally in a townhouse. Mm -hmm. I know it's not huge, but it's more space than a condo. We've got three levels. Yeah. Gym downstairs. <laughs> we're going to have the podcast room as soon as it's set up. Yeah. But uh, we might have to skip one recording, actually, because we're moving. So Yeah, it's going to be a hectic week. Yeah. Definitely. And it's after a wedding. So many weddings this season. So many weddings. Why is everybody season. getting married? Please. Why do you guys get married? You know, I'm really curious if the younger generation, like our kids, will be completely like... Like if the whole concept of wedding, which is a scam, by the way, uh, they'll, just, they'll be over it. Is the wedding industry a scam? That's a whole topic. <laughs> On its own. Yeah, for another episode. But so not today. To not today. If, if you guys have questions about that or if you have comments, please let us know. Please send them our way. You can do it. Uh, how can they send us questions? They can send us questions on our website on riceprojects.com slash heartheaded. Yes, that's R-Y-Z-E project. Or you go on Instagram, link in bio, and you'll see everything else there. DM us. DM us on Just Margarita or Hard-Headed Podcast. And with that said... Welcome, everyone, on the sixth episode of the Hard-Headed Podcast. Already six episodes. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Really? How are you guys liking it so far? I really hope you like it. Send us your stories and your thoughts and your questions. Send us everything so we can talk about it and we and have actually a few yes questions today some juicy we have stuff. we have three actually that we're gonna cover and talk about today so fun stuff um but before we start welcome to the heart header podcast how you feeling i'm feeling good i just took a nap i was feeling tired <laughs> and lazy yeah so that means guys mark takes a nap that means he's good he's rejuvenated yeah. if you didn't take a nap it's hell look at it's not hell. Mm -hmm. It's just some kind of hell. It's not hell, really. It's just, you know, I'm saying. Look. It's my hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we decided to game light, uh, the game the game late last night. I decided. Yes. And I was like, hey, why not? <laughs> so we woke up late. Yeah. Did up. you complain? No. It was fun, right? It was fun. Okay. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling, hmm. feeling. wedding -y. Because of all the weddings that we had. We had like what? Like, like two um, of my best friends had to get married. Yeah. The same month, almost. Not the same month exactly. But like, actually, no, nah, it's not that bad. Because she didn't do a big wedding. Haram, I'm not going to say it's a lot. She didn't even do a lot because she wanted to avoid all of that. Haram, by the way, guys. Haram, haram means like, it's, it's it, well, it means a lot of things. But the way, the context I used it in is to say, I mean, like, no, like, uh, oh, come God, on. I Give can't it. translate it's it. Hard, I eh? can't translate it. Okay, let me, let me, the, the, Do the, it. the language teacher. Yes. Um, so, by default, haram means something forbidden. So, you say it if someone's doing something that's considered immoral, right? Haram, that's haram. Don't do that, right? Yeah. Religiously, also in Islam, haram is something forbidden, right? Yeah. But it's become used to say, like, you know, like, oh, come on, poor, poor them, like, or like, oh, come on, give them a break, haram. 
Yeah, exactly. Haram. Like that's, it was not mean. in her intention, you know? You know? Yeah. yeah. Or it's not that bad. It usually has it. that kind of vibe. So. Yeah. The other best friend, however, should feel haram. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wow. I love you. I'm so excited for her wedding. Yes. Um, and I am a groomsman. And you're a groomsman in that one. A so groomsman excited. and I'm a bridesmaid. Okay. Yeah, we love cool. you. We're so excited. I'm so kidding. Okay. I really hope she doesn't feel bad. She's <laughs> currently listening like, what an asshole. I'm hereby revoke you as bridesmaid <laughs> and revoke you as groomsman. So all this to say that you're feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. How yes. have you felt this week? We had some really interesting day. Was it um, two days ago? That photo shoot? Oh, yeah. Maybe? We had a photo shoot. That was really funny. I wish we had the <sighs> capacity and energy at the time to, to record or like take pictures behind the scenes. No, we didn't have the capacity no, because <laughs> mosquitoes controlled the whole thing for us that yes, day. Yes. I'm not even exaggerating. I counted how many mosquito bites I have. 16. Yes. So it was not a photo shoot inside. It wasn't in a studio. It was in a beautiful uh, location, though, which I happen to love um you know by the beach and stuff mm -hmm. no it's not beach as in like miami beach or it's no like like, like cap like saint jacques lake. beach yeah. uh in uh hey, it's still nice Montreal. Okay. yeah it's yes still cap nice. saint jacques it's, it's gorgeous it's a lake but you know we, i'm so we were almost gonna have to walk like 30 minutes according to the photographer through a a, a, a mosquito trail. infested uh trail yeah but yours truly here had knew a shortcut so, Thank God. Yes, which she didn't know about. Because I would have died. Anyway, highlight for this was our argument before because we were overwhelmed and we're like, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and it was a romantic photo shoot. Yes. We were going to it. Classic, straight out of a comedy movie. <laughs> and it out of each other. Um, and the second highlight would be the spectators because we yeah. weren't alone at the beach and okay. people got really invested. Okay, like, so let me just tell you something about myself i hate public display of affection i'm i've always hated pda and i'm not comfortable kissing or being lovey-dovey it depends to some extent i could but if it's a lot of pda in public I, I just i'm not comfortable doing it especially if people are watching so this photo shoot was really out of my comfort zone because we were doing a lot of romantic touchy feely positions which we don't usually do it's the first time we ever do it and this time it was an audience and not just adults, kids. <laughs> yeah, I remember the kid was like, ew. They were like really curious and looking. Yeah, and then when we kiss, like, ew. Uh, <laughs> children, wait until puberty hits. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really, really, uh, it was a fun experience. But yeah, it was kind yeah. of out of my, um, if, when it has to do with like, if, if it's for a shoot or whatever, I'm comfortable generally, but yeah. it's, it was still to a certain extent out of my comfort zone. Yeah. The whole experience together. It was almost like our wedding day again. And, and some guy was like, congratulations. Yeah, I'm like, it's it been a while actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, we'll share the picture soon. Yeah. I think she needs like a month or something. Anyways. But it, why did we do a photo shoot? In case you're wondering. I don't know if you are asking, but I'm still going to say it. Uh, yeah, no one's asking me though. I don't know why. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It was the first time someone reached out to us and she's a photographer in Montreal and said, hey, I love the way you look and I want to take a photo shoot. You know, I want to do a photo shoot of you guys and in the style you want, whether it's romantic style or like elegant, which is like bougie and you have to wear a suit and stuff. And I'm like, ah, let's do the romantic style, yeah. you know, where that involved mosquitoes. Uh, <laughs> so yes. we just went with that and it was... It was a fun experience and it was our first time because, 
yeah, we never did it before. And that's why we kind of argued before going because I was kind of like tired from that week because of all the events we had. And I was dreading the fact that there was like this 25 minute trail we had to walk to get to the beach. I'm like, do we really have to go? And Mark was, was, well, I was complaining a bit more than him. And so there was a certain limit that Mark uh, couldn't handle my complaints. So (laughs) we argued based on that. But I get it too. I understand why. Like your reasons were very valid. I think it's just we were just overwhelmed. Yeah, it was. And, you know, some stressful week. And plus the the sudden expectations. Yeah. Because it, it was, it was to be honest, it's photo shoots can be, are challenging. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. It's a lot Besides of work. Besides wedding, yeah, it's 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 challenging. You got to change and everything. And especially in that context, it's uh, it's a bit more, shall we say, indie, in, in independent. So it's yeah. like, it's not like a professional studio where you have your changing room. You can go change. It was on the spot in the car. You know yeah, I mean? and so, you bring your own clothes and yeah. you have to think and, yeah, and follow... But, the the and she was also like the photographer she was really yeah, sweet but she was, was like say. chaotic artist basically yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just but all she over loves the place. what she does she really loves what she does it shows yeah she's really good at what she does too can't wait for the pictures and they're gonna be shared on social media for sure and you'll get to see them there okay so let's start let's get to the juice we have our first questions and stories from our awesome listeners uh We'll start with the first one. I'm going to read it, read them out the way they wrote them, and we'll discuss it from there. Hi, Mark and Rita. My question is, how hard is the first year of marriage? How is it like adjusting to living with each other? I recently got married and moved in a month ago. We've been doing our best to be a partnership, but sometimes we go back and forth about certain habits. I'd love to hear about your experience. Thank you, too, for being you. Oh, that's sweet. Cute. Okay. You want to go? You go. Oh, <laughs> oh! How was the first year? How was the first year for you, Mark? <clears throat> so her question is, how hard is the first year? Mm-hmm. You know what? I think I would how say because uh, we were very already transparent with each other even before getting married and yeah. meeting with each other. Um, and I would often be told, "Hey, you better make sure you move in with a person because you're gonna discover somebody new," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm very focused, so it's like I know what I bring to the table, so I'm not worried about. Like, I think in the relationship, you bring something, and if you're confident about what you bring, then there's no fear of oh, what's you know, what is it gonna be when we move in together? It's yeah. a fear some people have and stuff. It was some a fear I it. had. It was a fear yeah. I had before we did. Although I think you knowing how I am, I think you felt more comfortable. Yeah, I had it wasn't like that a big worry I had, but there were some challenges. Like you said it yourself. I was, was going to say about when we. Well, the thing is that we didn't move in together. We did move in together right away after getting married. We didn't before, mm-hmm. and we didn't also move into a permanent place. We traveled. Yes. We went to, we started staying a month in Toronto. Whoa. Before that, the, we stayed two days. Oh, two days in a treehouse. In a treehouse. That's true. It was fun, but it was like, it was tiny. And it was tiny. Yeah. It was like, ugh. But it was we didn't, we didn't, it was cute. It was, it was still like, it was still a cute moment. <laughs> Almost honeymoonish, you know? Yeah. We arrived and there, it was dark and raining. A treehouse or anyone that's yes. funny. No, it and sounds on weird. Halloween. On Halloween. Because yeah. <laughs> our anniversary day is October 30th. Maybe. Yeah. And so, we stayed until October 31st. It was fun. Like we did some s'mores and stuff, and 
it was something cute. way back yeah and yeah. then and then we mark and i love toronto so we said let's yeah. go live there for like a month love see it. if we like it we don't it's a, no, it's no. a great city no yeah, no it's I love a Canada, great city i love toronto but i wouldn't live there i don't but we see just, I, yeah, yeah we, i don't see the need to live there i feel like we're more montreal people yeah it's, one thing because uh, um, people i know who have lived in toronto have said that you know it, it, of course it depends on what your goals are but they said montreal has a bit more ch- has more charm food yeah. wise and also the, the the history and stuff yeah, yeah. like that it's not always also about business 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 like, yeah there's a lot of cutthroat um business vibes and in, in toronto it's more serious more gray yeah, almost you know, like a like, new york light <laughs> yeah i felt like montreal had a bit more um it's similar but there's a bit more diversity and laid-back vibes where people yeah. are just more like chill i don't know how to yeah, describe like, yeah, it it depends what you prefer like if someone mm-hmm. likes work a lot and they're the type to uh enjoy um trying going out and like for example they're really invested in their work and they like to spend i feel like toronto's more of that vibe it's it's more i guess yeah but yeah. It's, you know, speaking of it's more expensive than montreal it is more expensive. so and yeah. we work online Gosh. all the money we make is is from multiple sources from online so we don't need to be in a location that is more expensive. No, like, yeah. And I believe more in, because as you know, my dream has always been to build Montreal up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bring it to... It deserves a, it. Because of all the potential and talent it has. So why go live somewhere more expensive and waste our money when we can live here True. for cheaper, you know? Okay, we're but, kind of veering off here. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, to go back to Toronto. So so, um, so the reason why we went to Toronto, uh, we, we stayed here. But the first thing that was challenging for Mark is... I'm a neat freak. Oh, I was gonna, so okay, you, 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 I was going to talk about that, but you go ahead. You mentioned, yeah, because you mentioned it last time when we talked about it. I'm a neat freak, and that was a challenge we had to endure the the first week while we were in the yeah. the condo. More the first, Toronto? the first hour. I mean, I mean, when you say neat freak, uh, not in an, as as far as I'm concerned, not in an unreasonable way. Your your reasons are logical. Yeah, like you know, we we speaking. walked in the thing. Like I'm the type where I I let's say I open the drawers, I make sure it's not dusty. I check the utensils if they look clean. Yeah. I still rewash things mm-hmm. even though that they've been cleaned you know yeah and, and sometimes we'll, we'll put even like uh, yeah. your own layers disinfect of, uh, everything doorknobs yeah. before touching them you yeah. know especially the <laughs> toilet bowl like it's yeah. it's something i like to do even in hotels when we travel you notice i do the same thing yeah. until we traveled for months and i stopped caring anymore <laughs> well i think you kept the minimum and i also i, I, I helped too like yeah because that was a challenge for me because I was also tired and we were learning yes. what that means. You, you were know? tired. And, and I just I... want to crash on the bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but we didn't, it wasn't like a fight as in like we burst into rage. It was more like, all right. You know, do we have to do this yeah, now? Yeah. Like, you and had I was this moment. paused and I was like, it's annoying, but not like uh, a breakdown. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I also know that you're coming in, someone is a certain way, they have their needs. Mm-hmm. So you got to, each adjust to each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i think would that be the hardest thing because i mean in our case yeah we travel too right so it's not like we, we moved in and the traveling was was challenging well, I think still still today our challenges are are little things that have to do with cleanliness because it's, it's coming from me it's something that's important for me that's what and i'm not gonna say it's such a huge challenge too because you really hear me out when i have like little issues or little changes like some some things i prefer you did i communicate that with you and you hear me out you know you don't 
you don't discard it or put it aside. You remember them and actually work through them. And it's okay. Sometimes you do forget a few times, but it's it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. And you still it's kind of need a skill. To... I would say, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like I can do the job, but I'm not as skilled uh, in, shall we say, the art of cleaning and thinking of all the details about cleaning as you are. But if you give me the instructions, then I'll do it. It's like I can clean. It's not like I can't clean. Yeah, I do a good job too, but it's. You do a better job. It's, it's also, more yeah, natural. It's yeah. more easy. You're, you're you're quicker at also getting things. I'm quicker uh, at spotting things. And stuff. Yeah, and, and, and putting yeah. them in a certain way and organizing them, which actually all translates into you being the producer of of our company. You the know? company. Yeah. I'm more the creative side, so I'm a bit, <laughs> more, a bit more chaotic. You know. Yeah. So in a way, like, how was it like adjusting to living with each other? I, I feel like it, it was really communicating each other's needs. So sometimes you have to communicate more than once and twice and three times, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it takes years or months for some, I would say for us, it took it months, but it's still a process. Even today, we've been married almost two years and it's still little things that we're learning from each other, but not to a point uh, where it becomes chaotic and or a meltdown, a meltdown, yeah, so it's really something you have to communicate with your partner and understand what's important for you and what's important for them. Yeah, I think the, the the when you're adjusting to someone, it's completely normal. It's something I think that maybe isn't discussed enough or shared enough in movies and stuff in that when you live alone or when you're alone, you have your things and you have your habits and, and stuff and they're, they're neither good or bad, they just are. Sometimes you might have habits that are not maybe beneficial to you, but you're kind of, it's habitual, right? You're used to it. Sorry, you're used to it. When you move in with someone, they kind of bring them out. And sometimes it's beneficial to you, meaning you might have a habit that it was not benefiting you, that the other person can help you with. But it takes an adjustment, which means it takes you out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it becomes a challenge. It's a struggle. It Mm -hmm. can be a struggle and it can cause friction, especially that it's rubbing off someone else's needs and those things are normal it's completely normal i think people fear relationships because they think that they have to become someone else when in reality you're simply adapting yeah. to someone's needs which is normal and then you settle in uh, you settle into a new lifestyle it's kind of like moving into a new house you're adapting to change and some people are better at change than others and that's a skill too I'm very adaptive, so I think that it was very, um, like I'm very much able to adjust and adapt. And I ask you, I ask you a lot of questions, and mm-hmm. I take notes. Okay, you like it that way. Okay, and if sometimes you'd go back on something else, it could be like just even the the way you place cups. You know what I mean? And I'll ask you. Okay, you want it like that so that it matches the other cups. Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, it's a small <laughs> detail to someone else. It might be ridiculous. Yes, I'm that but ridiculous. If, but if if I <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. if I saw that you placed the cups in a different way, then I'm going to call you out on it. Yeah. Not in a mean way. I'll be like, wait, <laughs> you told me you wanted that way, right? And that happened once because I'm like, if I don't care, but if you care and then you have to be consistent with your own thing. And it's yeah. not like you did it on purpose. It's, it can happen to me too. But, mm-hmm. you know, we this is where we hold each other accountable. I think part of the needs is also holding each other accountable for whatever you you claim you want and... Whatever you communicate. Yeah. You know? So 
but I wouldn't say it was hard in the sense where it was um, nothing unbearable, I would say. The traveling, no. I think, in itself was a challenge because we were navigating that plus managing our business. Yeah, I feel like the traveling part that we did is harder than just living together. Yeah, yeah. When we came back, because yeah. we would have breaks between the travels, it was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So for us, like settling down in one space was very easy <laughs> compared to what we were doing before. So in a way, you can say, how did we handle traveling mm-hmm. while being together 24-7? Mm-hmm. That itself in a relationship is its own challenge. When you're yeah. in a relationship and you have to travel, then the each person's habits or needs really come in like example you like to be organized and structured Mm. in a certain way ahead of time where i can be a little bit more last minute but not like extreme and Mm -hmm. um and the way you know when we're in hotels how we juggle the luggage how we you know all the the little details of you know traveling that itself, I think, is a challenge because your needs can become more intensified while you're yeah. traveling, especially if you're tired. Yeah. It, it's it's not just... It, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. <laughs> I can't... I hate back and the forth. plural words of words that finish with T. Backs and forths? Like, back <laughs> and, and forths. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Back there's going to be forths. a lot of those. And it's totally normal because there's always going to be habits that the other's not going to be used to, especially it's a first year of moving in together. You're not going to be used to a lot of things that it's like a new person you're living with, even though you know them, it's still a new way of living because like you said, you have to adapt to one another, but it's, I, it's okay if you go back on certain things because those are opportunities and things you learn from of your partner and you make sure not to repeat it next time because it's something it's it's just like a learning curve like okay how do i start um living with this or that to make sure everyone in this household is happy you know so challenges are bound to happen regardless even if you try to make everything perfect you shouldn't you have to be yourself and you're gonna have things that you're gonna learn from your partner and your partner will learn from from you Mm. and it's inevitable I think sometimes you have to ask yourself too is it's not to be afraid of what you might consider fights. So like, do you, you ask yourself, are we having lots of fights? Are we struggling? Is it supposed to be like this? Or is Um, it repeated? Is it always the same issue that's repeated? Because then if that's the case, then that's, there's, there's definitely a, maybe a lack of communication somewhere or someone is, uh, and the relationship is maybe not hearing you out. So that's yes. that's another issue. Maybe I would say lack, not just of communication, but lack of vulnerability. Mm. Being able, because that's one big adjustment you're making when you move in together. You're even more vulnerable. Already being in a relationship, you have to take that brave step in opening your heart mm. and being vulnerable. But when you move in together, it's another step because now it's details about how you are that are revealed, right? So if an issue is repeating, it's repeating for a reason because life doesn't like to be blocked. You know, like progress wants to, it's it's like movement forward, far forward, moving (laughs) forward. Well, that was a immigrant moment. Um, It's a movement forward, which means that if an issue keeps coming back, it needs to be resolved. So 
if you're struggling on a certain issue a lot, it needs to sit down sometimes. Yeah. You could be like, okay. And the person has to be willing. It, it's something I learned actually from the Man Enough podcast or the book, mm. actually. Highly recommended. Um, it's getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. It's not easy doing those things. It's not easy asking a lot of questions and then having to open yourself up to all these questions. It's uncomfortable. But when yeah. you get comfortable in doing that, you become very good at observing your own thoughts and your own habits and stuff like that and sharing totally. it. And the sooner you do it and the more you do it, the easier it is and the more natural it is. And that spills over every aspect of your relationship right down to your children. Why are we doing a lot of self-work besides just you and I and our marriage? Is because the more self-aware you are, the better you can be a parent because yeah. your own issues will spill over onto your children if you're not ready for it. You know, this I learned also from being a coach, a kids coach for a long time. It's really it's a lot of work on yourself because yeah. you're responsible for a lot of kids. So all that to say your first year. It's probably the hardest, I would say, in terms of the vulnerability, the communication in terms of asking a lot of questions and the adaptability. You have to really adapt and you have to make sure you do as much adapting to the other and listening to them as they are to you. If it's one sided, that becomes a heavy burden. If the person isn't willing to do that with you, that's that's going to cause a rift. I yeah. think. And sometimes the person might resist doing it because it's fear. And I'm speaking for men here who are maybe more afraid to be vulnerable, afraid of revealing what they think is weakness. So and then misinterpreting the, 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 the their wife or girlfriend's questions as attacking their masculinity. Yeah. So it becomes fear and then they, they kind of close off and like storm off, for example, or they start thinking, are you saying are you accusing me of things or blah, 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 or are you just complaining and complaining? You know, the, the traditional uh, assumption that women complain all the time and nag because the man isn't listening, mm -hmm. vice versa. So do a lot of open hearted questions not open-minded open-hearted questions be hard-headed exactly that's the whole point yeah and trust me it's worth it once you go through that vulnerability and open yourself up and even though it's hard and there could be a lot of crying there could be a lot of screaming well hopefully not screaming we've never had screaming but yeah. that hard work is so worth it because i did not expect to have a marriage this smooth in my life with you. Bless. Knock it's, on wood. Yeah. <laughs> like this, for me, our marriage is smooth sailing because of those talks we have, you know? So. And it's not because it's magically like that. Okay, there's definitely a, a uh, compatibility. You have to be compatible with the person, but it's not like it's just on its own. You don't do the work. You don't, you don't go to the gym and machines move themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But... Concerning that first year or whether it's the first year or 10 years, it's... It's always the same. Yes. And ask yourself, why are you married? Why are you in that relationship? What is its value? That question and the answer you get from it will let you know what kind of work you need to bring in. Yeah. Do you care about this relationship? Yeah. Not a lot of people go into a relationship with a sense of purpose. They just, you know, you meet somebody and it's natural, right? You meet somebody, you, you know, start dating, you're attracted to each other, mm. you kiss, you love, you have sex. 
you live, you move into each other, and then it becomes a whole pattern. Then you get kids. It's yeah. like this, this kind of monotone template. Yeah. Then you, your issues come up. You fight. You resolve some of them. You grow a little, or you don't grow, and it, it's kind of like. So I feel it's important to be very conscious in in, in everything you do, but with in relation to, to marriage, is what is your reason? Like, why am I with you? Why are you with me? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Everything you know, that answer, said. that it's not like it's something you can answer in, in one sentence. It's, it doesn't need to be answered and I'm with you because of this one single thing. It's mm. because we're, you know, for myself, it's because we're, we're building a dream together. You reflect something uh, amazing and we grow together. That's, I think that's the simplest way I could put it. But I care about you so much that it matters to me that every day I work to nurture this relationship. You know what I'm saying? Are we going to cry now? Yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> but yeah, so... Yeah. And I'm saying this, you know, very passionately because someone could easily tell you, wait until it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then Did it's... Someone told you, wait until you're married. No, at first it was, wait until you move in together. <laughs> Then it's yeah. wait until you're married. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to be wait until you have kids. Blah, blah, then it's going to be wait until it's been 10 years. Blah, blah, blah. Wait until it's been 20 years. It's like, okay, <laughs> wait until what? Like, That's just like society, the the, the expected societal comments norms and, and norms. Yeah. And yeah, it's just all bullshit, to be honest. Like, I love following accounts. Like, people, for example, say you can't travel with kids, but I'm following these accounts now where parents who've traveled their whole life and have been traveling with their kids and it's they're like who said you can't travel with your kids and now my our travel is so much better with our kid thanks to our kid and don't listen to people the That's thing is it. is sometimes what a, what is trying to be wisdom and advice is mm. just ultimately someone's experience yeah so always take it with a grain of salt somebody's sharing with you their experience yeah don't assume that their experience is, yours. is you know the standard yeah experience yeah. and if a lot of people are sharing the same kind of advice that seems weird to you also ask yourself society can be dysfunctional mm-hmm. a lot of people can fall in the same kind of pattern and repeat the same shit oh, yeah. and it doesn't resonate with you so create your own reality this is your life exactly. you're not bound by someone else's life yeah how do you want your marriage to be exactly this is the question yeah now speaking of questions let's move on to the second one It's a long one, so... Let's do it. Yeah. I'm dating a Syrian from a Muslim family. He came here as a refugee and has been here for six years. I am British and not super religious. I'm also bisexual and navigating that with him and how we can go forward is really tricky, especially when it comes to our future kids and what we should and shouldn't tell his family. I love Arab and Syrian culture. I speak Arabic and lived in Egypt, Egypt for six years. But the wide lack of acceptance of LGBT plus is really tricky. I respect all views as long as there's no harm. And I understand from a religious point of view, it's a tricky one. He accepts me for being bisexual and is not judgmental at all, but has a different opinion about sexuality. I truly want him to be my life partner. Any advice? Okay, so from this, they're not... They're dating? They're in a relationship? Yeah, dating a Syrian from a Muslim family. So... 
who seem to be pretty conservative. I'm, it sounds like they haven't brought that up. It seems like the family is pretty conservative. I yes, don't know about, about him. I wonder what she means by he has a different view of sexuality. I'm not sure yeah. how what that means exactly. What's the different opi- opinion? It's not okay. specific. But all that matters yeah. from, all the, from all of this, from what I understand, all that matters is you and him. Yes. That's it. Took the word right out of my mouth. The family should not be involved. I know a lot of people say you marry into the family, so be careful because they tend to be like the family. Sure, there is some truth to some extent, but how is he with his family? Does he understand or agree with his family in this point of view? Because if that's the case, there's a big chance that it will get in the way of your relationship. If he's accepting of you and everything you are and what you believe, then there's no issue. There shouldn't be any issue. And there shouldn't be anyone getting involved, especially family. It really depends on how he handles this whole thing. Yeah, how he handles it, what he thinks about you, how he answers it. If you were to ask him, how would he answer you? That's going to tell you a lot. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, it's true that traditionally Arab Mm. families or Arabs are very close to their families. Mm. So, of course, I can safely assume that his family is important to him, right? He is very accepting of you, right? So, that's priority. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the way he navigates or deals with his family is the way he's it's going to affect your relationship. So if his family influences his, you know, his, his, uh, beliefs. his yeah, or his views mm-hmm. in general or his behavior even in the way it's, let's pretend that they're conservative and they, they don't like the idea and they try yeah. to influence in a way and that gets in the way of your relationship. Then that's the big challenge. That's the biggest red you know? flag. Also. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or yeah. If, especially if, 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 if he allows it, you know what I mean? If yeah. they are a certain way, but he isn't, that means that you together navigate a conservative family. It yeah. happens. Whenever you marry into with someone, you navigate the person's baggage. And sometimes the baggage is the family, right? Mm-hmm. So the challenge might be sometimes not to let that family or, or, or whoever's on the outside get in the way of what's on the inside, especially since he's very accepting. Of yeah. it. Now, what he feels about what sexuality is in general, I'm not sure what that means. I think ultimately is, does it matter if you're bisexual? I was going to say... because. Yeah. If you're bisexual, unless this is an open relationship, which doesn't sound like it from here, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think it is. No, that, um, that's not because specified. it seems to be really between them. Yeah. If it's not an open relationship and just purely monogamous, and it doesn't matter if you're bisexual because it's you're, it's you and him now, yeah. right? So it's to me, it's irrelevant. It's but you're bisexual. Cool. That's the end of it. It doesn't, doesn't gonna, matter. Yeah. yeah. Whether you're a parent or whether you're you're with that person, you know. It's exactly. I'm heterosexual and you are. So yeah. how would that affect our relationship? It That's shouldn't. It. We're in a monogamous um, monogamous relationship. So what's your sexual orientation have to do with your relationship? So ultimately, even though that is part of your identity, mm-hmm. it, since this is monogamous, it's nobody's business. Exactly. So meaning, as far as I'm concerned, it's not the family's business. Yeah, exactly. So it's between you and him. And you're monogamous, so he and he accepts your identity because this is part of your identity, and the rest is a golden path. Exactly. If anybody gets in the way of that golden path, 
fucking kick him. <laughs> Don't let anybody get in your way. All right? Not even yeah. family. Yeah. I'm not saying to be nasty. I'm just joking here. But at the same time, I'm not. And well, meaning, like, what I'm trying to say is, if people get in your way, recognize that. And yeah. it's hardest when it's family because it's, it's people you love and who are close, but they can get in your way without yeah. even realizing it. So yeah. you got to set your boundaries clear. Mm-hmm. You start dipl- diplomatically, then you can toughen the the the, the energy if needed, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, while maintaining certain what well, class, obviously, but with regards to that, for me, it's it's kind of a so what. You're bisexual. Yeah. So what? So for, there's also maybe the part because they mentioned kids, right? Kids in the future, like Still. maybe there's this worry that I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe there's this worry that the partner is worried that this sexual or her sexual orientation might affect the kids like they'll be gay or like bisexual? They'll be gay or bisexual yeah and he's conflicted with that but that's not how it works yeah well look it's, that doesn't seem like he just seems to have a different view about about sexuality maybe. in general which i'm really curious about what that means if oh maybe i'm assuming here maybe he thinks is it is it is it something you become or something you're born with but we but don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, we don't know. But I feel like it's really just a matter of sitting down with your partner and communicating yes. all of that in detail. Like, really, how do you feel about this? And where do you see yourselves in ten years or after marriage? Mm-hmm. Where does how how like do you have the same perspective? Mm-hmm. That's a big talk that you need to have with your partner. Because yes. from what I understand here, is you're not too sure how he's going to handle all of this with his family and your relationship together. Yeah, I think um, you can look at the future and you can also look right now. Define your relationship now, Mm. not what it can be either. Yes, there's an ambitious part of your relationship. Like you and I have dreams together. We see each other together doing something in five, ten years and including kids and so on. So there's definitely planning. But today, define your relationship now. As you are now, right? This is your identity. He accepts it. Okay. What are the obstacles? Potentially family uh, values Mm -hmm. are potential obstacles. Okay. Sit down and define that together. How are we going to manage that? Is it worth managing? Yeah. Because there is always a challenge in every kind of relationship, especially when it's on the outside. So determine what that means to you. And honestly, I feel like it's part of your life journey that... This is supposed to be. Everybody is supposed to be challenged in order to grow. Yeah. Maybe you are challenging him and his family to grow. Because yeah. love is about stepping outside your existing preconditioned beliefs. So you become accepting of something that is mm-hmm. outside of your true love. I'm talking beyond romantic love. Because the love you have in a relationship isn't just sexual. There's something transcendent. That is very much touching on, you know, the old unconditional love idea. So if the person really loves you, that means that acceptance has to be part of it. Yeah. You don't love someone unless you accept them as they are. Yeah. If he accepts you as you are, then that's your answer about whether he loves you or not. If you can accept his family as they are, you don't have to convince anyone of anything. If they can accept you and you can accept them, maybe that's the big life journey there yeah and and in any relationship there's going to be something if it's not religion it's going to be some other thing like ethnicity or skin color or it's going to be your your height 
it's going to be your weight and it's going to be your job and it's always something that about you that's going to piss somebody off we've so, seen it <laughs> yeah so please start by accepting yourself yeah which i know you are from from that comment and he is and whoever doesn't don't force them but if they're going to get in your way then if they're going to get in your way also mentally like don't you need to understand that some people have beliefs that are there's it's so closed close-minded that there's nothing you'll say or do that'll change your mind but be accepting of it just accept that that's a limit they have and as long as it doesn't interfere with you and your partner it doesn't matter it's not important it's outside it's an external issue that's stays external but it is true that in the middle east lgbt plus rights are far from where they can be yeah like in canada for example yeah. so you are navigating something that has like yeah is deeply rooted as well yeah. although there is a big community in countries like egypt and lebanon for example where they are pushing of course for you know sorry to cut you another thing i noticed because he came here as a refugee so i feel like being someone from a foreign country that's not used to um topics you don't often see in the middle east i know they are pushing with that mm -hmm. like in, especially in uh in countries in the middle east countries but it's more hidden unfortunately yeah, and it's yeah very underground and very much threatened as well so i feel like being a refugee coming from a country that is not used to seeing people so open with their sexual orientation is a bit foreign to them so very foreign to them so for them to handle the, he can love you but he might need a bit more learning yeah sometimes it's really just a learning curve because they're not used mm -hmm. to it again yeah with the so curve, it's not that they're not accepting <clears throat> they just need a bit more information how does this work does this affect us wait so um, if you're bisexual, does that mean I have to worry extra or, mm -hmm. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's really more, it's more of a learning curve more than anything. Cause I feel like it's, it's something they're not used to. So you have to teach it to them. But it sounds like they're way. doing a good job. There. They're both yeah, coming from two different worlds. And I think it's great. You're coming from two very different worlds yeah. and you're really adapting. Imagine the first year of being together. There's a lot of learning and mm. maybe some friction, but a lot of learning so i think there's a lot of opportunity there. yeah it's really two worlds colliding but eventually merging yeah so more power to you yes and our last question of today the last of the question the last question this one was a dm actually um <clears throat> so i'm gonna read it out here i'm in a relationship with my lebanese girlfriend it's been two years but she's living in lebanon I don't know if you ever lived your relationship with a long distance phase. If you did, I'd like to know how you deal with communications regarding the situation. So we haven't had a long distance um, phase at all. I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing for us is because of coming from a Middle Eastern background, there was the whole, you better not live with your partner before getting married. So I think the biggest long distance for us was, I think, not seeing each other for a month or something. 
generally yeah and you it was a point where you were studying so we yeah, weren't seeing so each other often I wouldn't see, and see you, you a had lot. to leave early and stuff like that so it was a different kind of navigation a, a month was our maximum that we haven't that yeah. we went from not seeing each other yeah. and we're because we didn't live in the same household we saw each other once a week mm-hmm. that was like the rhythm once per week unless we had other events too so we'd see each other twice you know yeah. but that that would be the maximum and we were 40 minutes 40 minutes away each other. So, from each other yeah but this is in montreal this is a lot but like yeah in toronto or new york it's like it's yeah it's nothing 40 minutes yeah. of drive so if you've been together for two years and still long distance that's amazing that's actually great uh, some people couldn't even survive long distance relationships in one month or or two and i know a lot of couples who have been in long distance relationships from different uh from one in canada one in the states for example and wouldn't see each other for i think months or once every month they would see each other and are now married with kids are a beautiful lovely couple and really love each other and it's not impossible obviously i think how you deal with communications as you're asking is really how you deal with communications if you were to see each other every day i think for me it's the same thing again we don't have experience in this but it's the same thing i believe i feel like it's important to see each other too making an effort to see but if you really 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 can't try to speak with each other the most you can Mm. you know not forgetting and Mm. always like set a priority for example Go every day talking to your partner if that works for you and if that's something that they need. Like, what is it that the other person needs? That's something you can communicate. It's always, it always, I feel like it falls back in needs. Like, of course. does your partner need to talk to you every day? Or if it's not the case for you, but it is the case for the other, you need to compromise, right? So just communicate with each other how you feel and mm-hmm. what the other person needs. I feel like that's the most important so it sounds and, like you still have to. Sorry, I was just yeah. Say, go ahead. Reg- whether you are together every day physically or it's virtual, you know, online, mm. um, especially with FaceTime today, it's like a long distance relationship today is different from like say twenty years ago. Oh yeah. But with that said, the needs are still there, and you still need to set up your boundaries and your rules and your needs. Mm-hmm. When you're not seeing each other physically all the time, needs are still there. And so you need to be very clear about your needs and you still you're still setting up your the things you do for each other you know um and there's still some kind of sex life i'm i'm assuming even though you're not together physically you know yeah so all that has to be also established clearly the other thing too is if you're in a long distance relationship this is true even when you're not in a long distance but when you are you have to have a clear sense of purpose and a clear goal because if you're oh, yeah. if you're in a long distance relationship i'm guessing that ultimately you want to end up together physically whether it's getting married or living together in a specific country right so whether that's somewhere in north america or somewhere in lebanon your ultimate goal is to be with each other that's mm-hmm. why you are sacrificing and accepting the current situation of being in a long distance mm-hmm. right but if you're both not going anywhere with it if you don't have a clear plan, then this feels like a long distance. Where's it is going? It's not a relationship, right? Yeah. You're just both 
going on a walk on one side and going on a walk with each other and encountering each other yeah. here and there, right? So, and that changes things a lot, I think, when you have a clear goal. Yeah. We will not be physically together on uh, for a year. You can accept that if you know why. Yeah. Right? Okay, I'm, I'm in a situation now where it could be studies, it could be this, I'm trying to get my citizenship or whatever, or I'm trying to get a visa, whatever. Mm. So, um, therefore, I will work with you and we will set up this plan. That changes things. And mm -hmm. I'll see you once every two months, for example. You know, so having a goal, a plan, I think is the definitive part of a long distance relationship. Yeah, it makes it easier too. Because you know it's not forever. Exactly. And it's like you know what to expect. That's it. Like we haven't lived together for three years. We were dating for three mm -hmm. years. We were together for three years. I mean, but we haven't lived together uh, until we got married. So for us, it's 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 exactly what you said. We had a plan. We had a plan. We had a goal. We knew it wasn't forever. And we knew that living together and getting married together was going to be life-changing in the most positive way, which was the case. It's if when you talk uh, uh, your goals and your mission and do things together and see it in the future, um, it changes the whole game. The whole relationship is different even. Focus. You really have to yeah. have a sense of focus. It really changes everything. And the focus you have is how your reality materializes. That's the reality you build. Your marriage or your relationship is any reality like another. Any dream you have, you materialize it or manifest it through your focus. Yeah. And when you're long-distance relationship, you better be fucking focused. Yeah. And That's why are you it. together? That's exactly it. Why are you together? What is the value of your relationship? I'm yeah. guessing that if you're with this person who is thousands of kilometers away there is some serious value yep. to your relationship for you to accept that sacrifice Definitely. there are people who are married and one is a soldier they have to be stationed in another country for example for months and there's kids mm. that's a huge sacrifice yeah and they're still together and the person isn't cheating or whatever it means that their sense of needs and the value of the relationship is clear yeah because if if it's not this is where you start to feel like you're neglected and the person can cheat, for example, mm. because there's a rift, right? You're not clear mm. and focused in your plan and so on. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Awesome. So, guys, again, if there's anybody who wants to send her stories or questions, relationship questions, thoughts, whatever it is, send it to riceprojects.com slash hardheaded. That's R-Y-Z-E projects.com slash hardheaded without the hyphen. You want to wrap it up? We can wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you guys for listening and supporting us as usual. Sign up to our newsletter to stay up to date with our podcast and all of our announcements. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and directly on our website, riceprojects.com, R-Y-Z-E projects.com. And with that said... Stay awesome. We love you. We love you. Was that was like a Whoa. that was like a wow. Suave. We really love you. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking now. Maybe I should nap. <laughs>